uh, yeah, so I had kind of a you know crazy holiday stretch, and I know was asking you know how are you, and, and I'm okay. You know, it, it's it's hard, and I think most of us know at least something. I lost my dad right before the holidays, kind of suddenly. Uh, he was had been doing great, so that was just kind of a shocking thing, and then you know it's compounded by my mom and my brother in the past few years. So it, it's weird. There's just been kind of a lot of loss, and it's it's just it's been hard, and some days are harder than others, and and my loss is is not as hard as some some people, and and maybe it's feels like, oh, it's harder than, than that, right? So it's kind of this weird place you're in when you're going through stuff, and, and people are trying to relate and, and, and care, and, and the conversations, and I've you know, made plenty of mistakes with people, and, and, and people share with me stuff like, oh, that's not super helpful, but thank you, you know? And it's, it's okay, right? I was at the, at the brewery the other day, and I was picking something up, and I ran into some guys I used to serve years ago, and older guys, and, and we're just chatting, and, and, and you know, came up. What, what, what do you got going on for the holidays? Like, well, here's what's happening. And like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And the guy's like, the guy just starts getting real emotional. He's like, man, man, we just had to put our dog down. And, and he's just like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. He's like, yeah, well, she was 17. I'm like, you know, I'm failing to see the connection here with my story. I'm sorry for your dog, but, right, but it's fine. But it's loss, right? And it is in that moment. It it feels like that, and it's hard to kind of compare. You just go through it and and trying to reason it out, and like, we don't really even know what happened to my dad, and everyone wants to know, and I kind of want to know, but I don't, we don't know, there was no autopsy, and it just happened, and was it, was it a blood clot, you know, it was a heart attack, was it the vaccine, like, I don't know, like, I think it was the Russians, the Russians got him, I have no idea what happened. But it's hard, and, and, I, and I love this speech, I've, I may have shared it before, by one of my favorite people, Peter Quill, aka Chris Pratt's Star-Lord, and he's trying, Guardians of the Galaxy is fantastic, and, and so he's trying to rally this, this bunch of misfit would-be superheroes to a cause greater than themselves. And, and he gets up and he, and he gives a speech to these kind of random people he's trying to pull together. And he says, I look around at us, and you know what I see? Losers. He says, I mean folks who have lost stuff. And we, we have, man, we have lost stuff, all of us, homes and our families and normal lives. And you think life takes more than it gives, but not today. Today is giving us something. It's giving us a chance. And I, and I love this talk, and it's just kind of funny in, in the moment. We look around and see losers, but, but you kind of look around. I, we've all lost stuff here. We all have in some way, and, and it actually brings us together. And it's not about comparing who's, whose is this and what, what you lost and how much this was worth, but it, it brings us together. It's part of our humanity, and it's a very difficult part of our humanity. But each new day does give us a chance. And so I, I, I was so grateful to be here today. Right, just to, to worship and be together. You know, I, I have to remind people often, like, this is our church, too. This is my church, too. I need my church family, too. You know, and I'm away, and it's, it's hard. I want to I be here. And so I have this chance, and it's a new day. And Lamentations 3.22 uh, reads this way. It says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. They are new every morning. And I think about this kind of getting into the new year. We're already halfway through January. And maybe that newness is kind of worn off, whatever you were thinking about, but it's new every morning. Like last year's decisions, yesterday's mistakes, the brokenness that, that led you to a bad decision in one moment in time, today's a new day. Today you have a new, new opportunity to begin anew every day, to turn it around, to turn, to turn you around. Right? And I don't want to lose sight of that in some of our lives. We kind of just get caught up in stuff. And, you know, Michelle's praying. And it's just, there's so many little things that happen. And we can lose track of the kind of freshness that's provided for us every day and every moment. We were, uh, after, after my dad's service, it's just kind of big, big church, and, and I was in New Jersey in the East Coast, and a lot of people there, full house, and I'm up front, you know, my brothers, and people are coming and chatting with us, and a lot of people I didn't know, my dad uh, lived a, you know, pretty large life. He had people from all over the place that, that loved him, and, 
And some of his uh, fraternity brothers were there from college. So like these, these three guys, and I was sharing some of this story the other night. It's these three guys, and you got a picture, everyone looks a little bit like Larry David. I mean, it's just this East Coast, Italian, you know, my, my family is East, East Coast, like Italian Catholic, but there's a lot of Jewish family around as well. And it's just this whole mix of people. So there's kind of like these, all these kind of Larry David type people around, all different versions of him. It's fantastic. And he's, this guy comes up to me, and he's one of the fraternity brothers. And he says, oh, man, I wouldn't introduce myself, but I got to tell you something, like, you know, me and the guys, you know, he points over to these two, like two other guys, like his 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 crew, and they like they wave over. It's like, yeah, we went, you know, we went to the wrong place. I'm like, what? What do you mean? Like, he said, well, we knew it was on the on the island, so we went over to the funeral home, and there's all these people there. There's like cars out front. There's this big line. So you know, we just we get in line, and we we get in line, and we 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 go up. To, we want to go see Tommy. Like, there's a you know casket in the front, and these three guys are just waiting. They're going. They're waiting in line. And see, we get we get up to the front of the line. I look I look in the casket. and say, that's not Tommy. He looks back. Hey, it's not Tommy. They all come around. It's not. Tommy, like we went to the, we went to the wrong place. I said we turned around, we did a U-turn, we walked right out of there. <laughs> I'm see, you can't make this stuff up. It is out of like curb your enthusiasm. It's it's crazy. It's, and I'm like dying jets with me. He wasn't even laughing that hard. He's like, oh, we're Tommy's friends. What are you gonna do? Like it was just like. <laughs> but it was so funny, and I I just can't help but think of these guys just waiting in line and getting there. Well, they're not supposed to be here, and they walk. And what did the other people think? <laughs> But I think of these times in our lives, right, when we've, we've spent a lot of time in line or in life only to arrive at a place that's like, ah, this isn't the right place. This isn't really where I'm supposed to be. And you can't get back that time. Right? You, don't get, you don't get the time back, but you do get the lesson. You do get the lesson. And when we're younger, I think those lessons can take longer and, and sometimes it can be more costly. But as we mature, hopefully, as we mature, we hope for faster and cheaper lessons. When you get to a place like, okay, I, I, already, I get this. I don't need to be here. This is the wrong place. And I'm looking back at some, some New Year's talks and from, from the past years. It's kind of seemed like where we've been. And I was reminded of this one where, where it's funny. I was encouraging, like, the encouragement was to not raise the bar in your life but lower it. It was like this anti-motivational talk. And I was, I was remember reading through this. I was, I, I was looking at this time where I, I lowered my, like, exercise, my step count, and, and my goals. Because I wasn't reaching them, I was feeling like, oh my gosh, I, I can't do anything. So I like, brought it down. I was like, don't strive for high, higher goals. Like, dream small or not at all. This is funny, like, talk, but it was 2021. And we were, we were wiped out. People were tired. And so it was like, okay, let's just settle down a little bit. But now here we are, and some of us are still dragging ourselves out of that period of time. And it's this time again now to kind of not lower the bar, but, but raise the bar. And we need the right people around us to help raise that. Right, this calls us back to community. Why we do it? Yeah, because you can't do it on your own. Right? Your emotional, your spiritual, your health, your, you know, your, your, your physicality, your career, right? your, your prayer life, your, your Bible studies. Right? We need one another to help us kind of get that up there because it's just too hard to do it alone. Hebrews 10 says this, and let us consider how we may spur, how we may spur, uh, and the Greek word would be also provoke or incite one another toward love and good deeds. Let us consider how we may spur, provoke, incite one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. Let us consider how we may spur one another on. As fallen creatures, because we're all kind of broken in, in certain ways, 
it's too easy to almost provoke one another toward, you know, you see it out on, on social media and the news, provoke one another toward anger and, and strife through unkindness and criticism. That's sort of what, what's around us all the time. And this is just like these, you know, political arguments we have, or maybe it's about something really important like sports, and people are just yelling at one another, right, inciting anger, hurt. But the writer of Hebrews says we have to consider, consider it. Think about it, dwell on it, come up with a plan, how you may spur, provoke, incite one another toward love and good deeds. And how do we consider, how do we consider that? How do we consider others, better fitting others? And for most of us who are honest, a lot of times throughout the day, we might not consider anybody else besides ourselves. Right? We consider ourselves. How do I get through this day or, or, or how my kids get to where they need to be? And, you know, how do I get to get back to bed or back to TV, whatever that is? How do I consider how I may spur others on toward love and good deeds. And the way we do that, the way we provoke one another toward love is, is, and good deeds is, is to, incite, to incite love, is to give love, right? to, to exhibit good deeds. Consider how you might show love. How can you extend love? We think about it in the context of our community. Right? The writer here is talking about primarily about, about communities, but it also extends to sort of our neighbors and who we do life with. How do we consider ways to show love, that we might incite love, provoke love. So we extend love. It could be a note. Right? We've, been, we've been benefited from so many kind words and notes and, 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 helpful, and it's so helpful for us. Right? It could be dropping a gift on someone's doorstep. It's buying someone coffee. It's giving compliments. These things in, can ins, inspire, incite, provoke love and good deeds in other people. How do you do it? Well, you do it yourself. Right? It's looking at the world, it's looking at your friendships, it's looking at our communities. Like, how can I do something towards someone else that might encourage them to then encourage others? And how can I incite love and good deeds? How do we do that within this community? Right? So I have to become a person who exhibits love and good deeds. The writer continues, he says, do not give up on gathering together as some have, but encouraging one another. Do not give up on gathering, but instead continue to encourage one another. How do we encourage one another? And the writer's implying through gathering. This is where this happens. This happens here. This happens in our homes when we, when we get together. Right? There's encouragement in gathering. There's positivity in our presence together. And it's so easy sometimes because we get busy and, there, and there's, you know, and, and there's no knock in anybody's life, right? You have a lot of stuff going on and there's holidays and, and, and sports and like, well, yeah, life is just so much busier now. Well, life was hard then too. A lot of times they were at their, their lives were at risk for gathering. Right, saying, don't, don't give up on gathering together. That's where you're going to find encouragement. Right, and sometimes we feel like, well, I don't need encouragement. Well, too bad. Someone might need you. Someone like you might need you to be encouragement. So in doing so, when we get together, when we gather, and we gather for studies and in, on Sundays in our homes and for, and for dinners, we also are embracing a spiritual calling, the spiritual calling of the gathering. And we share story and, and, and life, and, and it's a lot of fun. And but also, a lot of times, it leads to prayer. When I get together, we're, we're even at a, you know, a New Year's party, you talk with people, and you're hearing, hearing stories and where people are. I'm like, okay, I can think, how can I pray for you? So I want to appeal to heaven on your behalf. And we love that stuff, but we acknowledge that, yeah, it's not just about getting together. It's about inviting God into our lives. Right? We create spaces of belonging centered around the revelation of Jesus. And so when we sing, or Caleb's saying, you know, quiet, praise out, that's, that's important. That connects us with the divine. It gives the divine his due. So we're not just about having good times and, and, and parties. We love that stuff, though. But we embrace the spiritual through prayer. 
we embrace the spiritual through prayer, through talking to God. We do that corporately and we do that individually. There's a story in Matthew 9 where Jesus has sent out his disciples to go and care for people. He's like, all right, you've been with me for a while. Now you go out, you go out and do some, do some ministry. You go out and preach the gospel. You go out and, and, and heal people. And they go out and they come back to Jesus afterwards in, afterwards in verse 28 of Matthew 9. Afterward, when Jesus was alone in the house with his disciples, so after people have gone home and, and, and the stuff's over and they just have Jesus again in this house, when Jesus was alone in the house with his disciples, they asked him, why couldn't we cast out that evil spirit? And so there had been an episode where they thought, oh, we can do this, we can handle this. Jesus said, well, listen, that kind can only be cast out through prayer. And they want to know in private. They're waiting. They don't want to kind of be embarrassed. They don't know the answer. And they, like, they, they think, like, I probably should know the answer here. Jesus, well, how did, why didn't that work? Why didn't that work, Jesus? Well, that went only through, only through prayer. Some things you can just do it, right? Some things we just do. Some, we go out in life, and God has created us wise and capable, and we can make decisions, and we can just do it. But sometimes you need more. And there's this only through prayer, only inviting the spiritual element. And what they were presumably doing to the disciples, it wasn't wrong. It wasn't wrong. They had been doing well. It's probably something they had seen before or heard, Jesus, uh, heard about or seen Jesus do. They were trying, right? They, they weren't way off base. But Jesus, well, you're doing okay, but this one, man, this, this one, guys, you really, you really got to pray into and they had to ask him in private, Jesus, why didn't that work? Well, you need to pray. You need to pray. Which is so many of us, which is all of us. Right? Why, why couldn't I do it? Why am I struggling here? And you look around and you've, you've tried all your, all your tricks, all your usual stuff. But maybe there's something a little more. An invitation of the Holy Spirit into your, into your life, into that situation. Which Jesus is calling, you need to pray. You need to appeal to heaven, to invite God in, to lean on God. And sometimes that's hard. Sometimes that's why we need one another. Because you're just kind of like, I'm out. I'm empty. Can't do it anymore. And that's where we lift one another up. We raise that bar. When things are working, it's so easy to forget. Forget that part of our, our need and our, our life. And I think for the disciples, they're going through this exercise, and it was working primarily. Like, well, they were doing stuff. And then, oh, shoot. We forgot. We were just doing what we do. And the disciples here are probably caught up in the moment, right? They're caught up in, in what they're doing. They're excited, and they, and they forget, oh, yeah, we need to appeal to God. And they're struggling with this, this spirit, evil spirit, and it seems obvious, right? Well, of course, and invite God in for this thing. But when we're, when we're focused on the struggle and the problem, sometimes it prevents us from thinking clearly. And it seems like so simple when you get out of it, but the struggle a lot of times is a distraction from what God wants to do in your life. And we spend, spend a lot of time just focusing on that struggle. And it distracts us from where God wants to move in. Christmas Eve, uh, gosh, probably last time I was, I was up here. And I love Christmas Eve. It was, it was great. I had a, had a ton of fun in the service, and, and I'm, you know, sharing. And my father-in-law, Tom, um, was, like, watching the Cowboys game the whole time. Uh, and he wasn't even pretending not to be. And your son-in-law was also uh, watching the Cowboys game. And, and they weren't, and it was like, they weren't like sneaking it. Like they were watching it, and then they were looking back and forth at one another, like high-fiving and stuff. And I'm just like, guys, I'm, I'm talking about the birth of baby Jesus and like the cowboys. But it was so funny, and I can kind of, I, I could see it. 
But I was like, I can't do that right now. You know, it's like this, this kind of this, uh, distraction. And listen, I'm happy for them to be rooting for the Cowboys. I think they can multitask. But it was funny, but any moment kind of we're in, like I'm kind of trying to do this, but this is happening over here. And it takes a lot. Our lives are full of distractions from the moment you wake up in the morning. Right? It's just full of distractions. I mean, you, you wake up thinking about one thing, I'm going to focus on this. It's, it takes effort. It takes work. Right? It takes work to focus. Focus on your life in, in, in the spirit, in our, in our community, being together, what you have to give, serving. My dad, uh, I was just sweet being at his service. Yeah, so many people sharing, you know, about what he meant, you know, afterwards. And uh, my dad lived a life um, really with, with great meaning. He, he, he did. He li- lived with a lot of meaning and a lot of zeal and zest. And he, you know, he bounced when he walked. He didn't ever just walk anywhere normal. He was always kind of bouncing up and down. And it gave me a couple things just reminded me of to just to kind of pass on today as we get ready to close up. That life is meaningful sometimes the way we live it is not. And I come back to this often for myself. I believe that life is meaningful. Your life is meaningful. Your presence on the planet is meaningful. Sometimes we don't live it that way, but it is. It's a gift. It has purpose. It's important. It has a place in the story of God, in the story of of humanity. Life is meaningful sometimes the way we live it is not. And my dad was such that he enjoyed life often, and he woke up early and he was ready for it. And it makes me think that life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you. And some of us just get beat down, like, oh, how's it going? Oh, you know, life. Life is just weighing me down. Life keeps coming at me. Well, life, life is a gift. Life is a gift. Doesn't mean it's always easy, but it is a gift. And it's a mindset shift, like, okay, okay, this day, this new day, this new mercy, this new morning is a gift for me. Not waking up, oh, shoot, another day. I get it, it can be hard. Life doesn't happen to, to you, it happens for you. And finally, you only live once and not everything happens twice. Somehow the worship team come up, actually, we'll kind of wrap up. And I alluded to this, I think, on Christmas Eve. Uh, and I had this moment years ago where I, I missed uh, saying goodbye to my grandfather. And, and it was really hard. I, I had opportunity, and I, I just missed it. And uh, it was, you know, would have been a real meaningful time, and I just had to get over that. But it kind of made me think about how often and how much we enjoy second chances because we get them often, right? We get a lot of second chances, but sometimes we don't. And that's what makes life precious. That's what makes life, life precious. I think I shared on Christmas Eve, you know, the morning my dad passed away, I get a call from him, I, and I miss his call. I saw it coming, I, I, I didn't even miss it, I just didn't take it. I didn't take the phone calls. I asked my dad, talk to him all the time. I'll call him back later. I'm sure if it's important, he'll call me back, right? And I, and I just let it go. I let it go. And I, I never got back to him all that day until I get a phone call from my brother, so hey, he, he, Pop's gone, Pop's gone. And that was so hard for me in that, in that moment. And I still think about it, and I look at my phone. It's just this one red missed call. And you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be okay, and my dad knew I loved him, and we had plenty of conversations, but it was an opportunity that doesn't come back again. Oh, you'll get it next time. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you don't. And it's important to look at life that way. Because we're just so inundated with so much excess. But at some point, we don't get that. There isn't always a second chance. I was sharing the story at New Year's, our New Year's party, and a friend, he, I heard, I, he, I'm sharing the story, and, and, he, and he gets out of his phone, and he just texts his dad, I love you. And that's the point. <laughs> that's why we share things that are hard. 
Yeah, I, I wish I would have done that a little differently. But you know what, now you don't do the same thing. Pick up the call, make the call, send the note, say I love you. Don't miss out. All right, get, your, get, get your health in order today. Get, your, get in counseling today. Start working on that. You don't always get it. I, 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 it's hard. It's a hard reality, but it makes life precious. It makes life meaningful. So God, we thank you for who you are. Thank you that we're able to do life together and encourage one another and, 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 and we share about the good roads we've been down and the hard ones. And Lord, in this, this new season, this new year, continue to draw us together as a community. May more people find a, a place of belonging here as we center our lives on your revelation, your revelation of love. Thank you for your grace, for new days, new mercies. It's very encouragement as we sing out today, those who may be just feeling down, beaten up, tired. Uh, I pray that the Lord may lift your spirit uh, as we lift up his name. In your name, amen.